Well, good morning, everybody. I, well done, by the way, on this. Uh, you know, this is the this this might be the worst Sunday. It's either that or Christmas between Christmas and New Year's this is the worst Sunday to preach. So this is the short straw that I draw. This is the when you lose the hour of sleep. That's so such a bummer. So welcome everybody on Facebook Live and on Zoom and uh, in our room. Well done getting up and making it happen. So here we are. Um, we are in this series uh, called Aware. And the idea is that we're gonna be aware of God's presence all the time and in all the ways. This is what the series is about. It's about being aware of his presence. Ben had this kind of quote uh, last week, the beginning of his sermon. I wanna return to it. You can see it there on the screen that this series is about being aware of the presence of the spirit all the time in all the ways. That's what we're talking about because God wants us to know he's present, wants us to know that his spirit who lives within us is constantly there wanting to communicate with us. And so in fact, we're going to uh, be exercising our muscles to, um, to be able to be aware of God being in our midst and all the time, all the ways. And one of the fun ways we're doing that is by talking about the, um, our senses, you know, both in the literal and metaphorical way. How is it that we would be sensing uh, God's presence among us? And today we wanna to talk about the sense of smell. And uh, we're pretty good smellers. Like that's something that we got going on. It's one of the uh, more powerful. In fact, it's the most, it's the sense that, that, that is the most evocative of memory and of, of emotion. Did you know that? Like your sense of smell is the most connected to those things, which is crazy, but that's actually the truth about it. Uh, we're pretty good smellers. We, you know, if you have dogs, you know your dogs are really good smellers, right? I mean, the dogs are, anybody know, anybody would venture a guess, like if we're like, Compared to us, are they like they like two times better smellers than us? Like three times? Anybody know? Put it in the chat if you want to have a, a little contest there to see what you think. Uh, do you know how sensitive a dog's nose is? Anybody know? Anybody in the room? Yeah. Between depending on the breed and depending on the human that they're comparing themselves to, somewhere between ten thousand and one hundred thousand times more sensitive as smellers. Is that incredible? They smell your fear. They smell you're a softie. They smell you're giving them that cookie if they look at you long enough. Yeah, we're, we're pretty good smellers though, actually. We, it is, it's part of our uh, dynamic that, uh, that we have these uh, emotions and these memories that are connected uh, to the sense of smell. Think about it. Do you have some of those memories where you know when you smell something, something happens for you? Is it like, you know, fresh baked bread? Right? And it reminds you of growing up or being at grandma's house. Is it that, you know, is it, is it the, the pine smell makes you remember summers at camp or maybe the, even Christmas in your house, right? Uh, put, in, put in the chat some of the things that you, like what's the thing that you smell that you know that's the, you're like, oh, that evokes such a deep sense of, remember your first new car? Anyone ever had a new car? Like when I finally got a new car, I was like 55 when I finally got a new car. And I'm like, roll up the windows. Don't bring that bacon cheeseburger in here. Like, I want to smell that. There's something that evokes these things. Um, that, you know, man, all of our stories are, a lot of people's stories are rife with like the, yeah, I still had the shirt of my ex-boyfriend, right? And I just would live in my angst and my pain. So, um, by the way, pretty good rabbit hole on the internet about the science of smell and how it evokes emotion and all that. You can go in and check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, and they've done studies where they make people like sleep in the t-shirt for two nights and then give it to somebody else and see what it does to their brainwaves. Like there is all kinds of stuff connected with, um, with uh, emotion and with memory for us. 
And the reason is, is that the way our brains are wired, that like the, the olfactory bulb at the beginning of our brain is connected to the deepest parts of our brain that are rooted in emotion and rooted in memory, the limbic system and the, and the uh, uh, amygdala. So uh, the hippocampus and the amygdala. Um, and so those parts just like, man, we just go right to these certain feelings. So that's interesting that we talk about smell, that the, the Bible actually has a metaphor for this idea of the fragrance as part of our journey with God. And so there's one important concept in scripture that I want to talk about this morning. And it's this idea that, the, that we actually, if we're trying to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, that we actually can experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, ready? By the fragrance of God's people. That's the fragrance of Christ that you read about in scripture, that we experience the presence of God by experiencing the fragrance, the smell, the aroma of Jesus, and the way that that comes to us is through his people. We experience the fragrance of God through the people of God. So uh, let's look at the text where this is taught in 2 Corinthians chapter two. This is gonna be our text for the morning. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. In the NIV, it says, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. And here it is, uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God, the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death and to the other, an aroma that brings life. That's the word of the Lord. Now here's the concept. Here's the concept that people can know God. People can be aware of God's presence because of the fragrance of Christ. And God uses people to spread that everywhere. People can be aware of the, 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 the presence of God through the fragrance of Christ. And he uses people to spread that aroma everywhere. Let me look at it one more time. Let's look at the text, but let's look at it in, in a paraphrase. This is the J.B. Phillips New Testament translation. I want you to see the uh, translation. Go to that next. There you go. Thanks, Kat. Thanks be to God who leads us wherever we are in his own triumphant way and makes our knowledge of him spread throughout the world like a lovely perfume. We Christians have the unmistakable scent of Christ, discernible alike to those who are being saved and to those who are heading for death. So two quick implications for this. If this idea that we're getting to experience God through the fragrance of Christ, and that comes through other people, two quick implications. One, we need to be around people then. We need to be around people who smell like Jesus because it's how we come to know God better. It's how we get inspired to experience God. If we can experience God through the smell of the fragrance of Christ and that smell comes through people, then I gotta get with those people. That's one quick implication. Second quick, quick implication that you gotta be thinking about right now is, I, I need to be a person who smells that way, right? I need to be a person who has that aroma, who smells that way. And I'm gonna focus on that aspect, that I wanna be a person who brings that presence to others. So I wanna dig in, talk about what that aroma might be at the end of the sermon, but right now, first, I wanna dig into the text a little bit. Let's go to the verse 14, Kat, that one just before this. When you look at this text, it says, but thanks be to God, and it goes on to talk about how we are 
in Christ's procession. You don't see it there on the text, but man, okay, this is, that's, this is the $100 challenge. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you go study that first phrase in verse 14 of chapter two, where you go uh, figure out what this means. It's such a great concept that we are in fact in Christ's triumphal procession. Read your study Bible. It'll teach you all about what that might mean. But, but what it really means is that he's captured our hearts. He's captured our devotion and we follow him. We are subject to him. And if we're subject to him, then we're going to really know him. And so that's what this verse is teaching. It says, and he is then going to use us because we know him to spread the knowledge of him everywhere we go. So here's the point. The idea is you're going you're gonna to smell like how you know him. You're going to smell like how well you know him. You're going to give off the aroma of God, the aroma of Christ by how well you know him. The word aroma in the text is a really sort of neutral term. It just says, hey, you're going to smell. Everybody smells. It's like Bob Dylan's old phrase. You're going to serve somebody. It just depends on who you're going to serve. So you're going to smell. But he wants to use us to smell like Jesus to the world. And the assumption there. Is, and look at the word, he uses us to spread the aroma, what's the next three words? Of the knowledge of him. He goes, you're gonna smell how you know him. You're gonna smell like you know him. And so there's this understanding that even though aroma is neutral, he's saying, don't give off just any old stink. Don't give up whatever stink you normally stink. Like this isn't about the stink of Roger or the stink of Anne. Like you don't just, you don't give out your stink. You give out the stink of Christ. You give out the aroma of Jesus and the aroma of knowing Jesus. So it begs the question, do I know him? And so I know him well enough that my life is a fragrance of all of that reality. More to come on all that that might mean. He's won our hearts and our affections and our devotion. And so we are in this relationship with him. And because we know him, we'll smell like we know him. Do you smell like you know him to everyone around? So that's the first 14. Verse 15 goes on to talk about the pleasing aroma. So this is actually a different word. So that word aroma is like, you're gonna stink. Make sure you smell like him. This verse is like, hey, uh, we are to God the pleasing aroma. Different word. You are a fragrance. And this text, this verse says you're a fragrance, not only about the, because you know him, but it's saying that you are the fragrance of Christ. First, first verse said, you smell like you know Christ. This says, and you smell like Jesus. You become more like him. You see, not only are you knowing of him, but you, I mean, I mean, but I mean, not only are you smelling uh, like you know him, you actually are smelling of him. You're smelling Jesus likeness. This is the sweet aroma of what Jesus is. It's like Jesus walks into the room. See, th- Ephesians taught us in our last sermon series that that Christ dwells in our hearts through faith, that his spirit is in our inner being. And because of that, we're being transformed more and more as we surrender to God's work in us. And as we know him more and more, we're being transformed into the likeness of his son. That's, That's scriptural. And if we're gonna be transformed into the likeness of his son, then we're gonna smell like his son. 
And so how is God reaching the world? How is the world knowing who Jesus is? How are one another experiencing the presence of Christ? It's through us who smell like we know him and who actually smell like him. And if that were not cool enough, there's a double implication in this verse, in, in verse 15. It, it says that it's that fragrance, uh, that sweet fragrance, that pleasing aroma is to God. Look at the words, for we are to God this pleasing aroma. Wait a minute. So this is God going, oh, that is beautiful. I love how that church smells. Oh, come on. Would that be not incredible if we could live in such a way that God would say, oh, I I love how they smell. We are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ. We're pleasing to him. This language is is pregnant with meaning from the Old Testament, their rituals of worship and of prayer and of sacrifice. I I brought some incense this morning. I was going to light it because, and and yet I couldn't preach in front of it. It was just disgusting. It was just too strong. But that idea of incense going up to the father is the prayers and the worship of his people. And he, he receives that in the Old Testament as a fragrant offering. He's like, oh, I love, I love how you smell your devotion, your dependence on me, your love for me, your delight in my truth, in my heart, in my ways, right? This is pregnant, this idea of of God's um, uh, being pleased with this aroma. Incense would go up and be a fragrant offering to his nose. The sacrifices of the burnt offerings, he would smell the burnt offering and he would say that it was acceptable and that it was a pleasing sacrifice. This picture here is that we're giving up all of our lives in devotion and worship to God. And he goes, oh, I love that sacrifice you're making. And that's what Jesus did. And that's the verse you see on the screen right now from Ephesians. We're called to walk the way of love just as Christ did. Like just as Christ loved us and gave himself up, we're supposed to walk just like Jesus. How he gave himself up for us. What's it say, church? You see the word? As a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. When Jesus died on the cross, God said, that's the ultimate in pleasing fragrance to me and to my, my heart. And so that's what we're about, all about. You see, we are going to be people, whether it's pe- among people who are saved and that's where we experience God for, with one another, or whether it's that aroma we bring to the world, we're gonna smell like we know him and people are gonna go, oh, why is that smelling so good? I want to know him. Or we're going to smell like Jesus and they're going to go, oh, that's who I want to have a relationship with. And for some of us, we receive that and we go, that's pleasing and that's beautiful. And I want to know God further. I want to experience God more. And for those that are perishing, it says that it becomes the smell of death. In other words, this is not like condemning. This is like, and so they go, I I don't, I don't, I'm not living for that kind of stuff. I don't smell that way. I don't know that kind of God and savior. And so it reminds them that they don't know God. And so our fragrance of smelling like we know God, our fragrance of smelling like Christ reminds people if they're lost, that there's more. Come on now, is that not good news? And so we're gonna be people like this. So what does it look like in the last couple minutes here? What does it look like for us to be this pleasing aroma And I want you to remember that as we start this, as I just kind of go through this, we're that aroma because, wait a minute, because we know him. 
This is about knowing him. This isn't about why don't you fake like you're nicer than your soul really is. This isn't about why don't you carve off some of the rougher edges and be more polite around humans and try to pretend like you're awesome. This is about people who know God and so we're becoming something that just smells good. It's a fragrant offering to him and to the world, right? And so what does it look like? Well, if we know God, we love like crazy. If we know God, we love like crazy and we only love like crazy because we know God. That's what the scripture says. We love, we didn't love first. Like this is not love that we love God, but that he loved us. First John chapter 4, 11 and 12. Somebody can put that in the chat. First John 4, 11 and 12. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then it says this in verse 12, it says this. No one's ever seen God, but if we love If we love one another, then God lives in us. He's present right here. Oh, listen, wait a minute. We're all looking for the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what this series is about. Aware. Where is God? How do we experience God? How do people who don't know God experience God? Well, he experienced God by his people who love. No one's ever seen God, the text says, but if we love, God is among us and his love is made complete in us. And they go, oh, that's God. So what's that fragrance? We love like crazy. We get to be people who live because we know him. We're like, we've been loved. So we got all kinds of love overflowing. We got all kinds of, our tank is full if we let it be by the Holy Spirit among us. And so we get to love like crazy, not putting our needs in front of other people's, but putting people in front of ourselves that looks and smells like God himself. That's what Jesus did too. Remember in Philippians 2 where where, where Paul tells the Philippian church, you should have the same attitude as Christ. And he, and he says, don't do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves, right? Don't look only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. That's what Jesus did. So we love like crazy. We're about other people and about what they're about and what they need. And we love by welcoming and engaging with spiritually hungry people, even though they don't stink so good. They don't maybe don't smell good. They think differently than us. They're far away from God. They're, they're lost people. They're crazy people. They're, they're, they're people who are different than us. We don't understand, have to understand people, but we can love people. We love like crazy because we've been loved. God reached across every single barrier to embrace us with his love. And because of that, because we know him, we love. I love it when Jesus was described as, they said, this man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. And it was supposed to be the biggest criticism. And Jesus is like, woohoo, thank you. Man, that's us. We love like crazy. We welcome everyone and eat with them. We live and do life together. We love like crazy. See, the thing is, This world is not a place where unconditional love exists. So, oh, what a fragrance, church. We get to be, come on, right? We love like crazy too. We're joyful. We're joyful. We bring joy because we know him. Not like, hey, you should put on a happier smile. No, no. 
We have joy because we know him. And if we, because we know him, we know that God is good. And when we know that God is good, we see beauty everywhere and it brings joy. Man, I had, we had Linda and I had dinner with Ben and Shelley Zulsdorf on Friday night and I'm still reveling in it. The three hours of the sights and the sounds and the smells and the tastes and the fellowship, it was just beautiful. And you know, I just, it, was, it was just one meal with two friends to live in the midst of that moment brings such joy. People around us must have been going, it's just a meal, calm down everyone. But it's because it's not just a meal, it's not just a day, it's not just a conversation, it's not just a book, it's not just a, a trip, it's not just a run in the woods. All of that is pregnant with the presence of knowing God, right? And so we're fragrant with joy because we know him. And not only do we see all the beauty around us, we even consider it pure joy whenever we face trials of many kinds, church. Come on now. Because we know that even the testing of our faith produces perseverance, and perseverance must continue its work so that we may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We're like, God keeps giving to us even in the difficulty. Somebody give me an amen about joy. And so when sea billows roll, whatever our lot, he has taught us to say it is well. It is well with my soul. That's who we are. That's the fragrance of knowing God. This world is seeking happiness, but it does not know true joy apart from Jesus. So, oh, what a fragrance church we get to be. We love like crazy. We're joyful. We're generous. We're generous with our time. That's the third one. We're generous with our money. We're generous with our affections. We just spend like crazy of all of those resources because we know God. And because we know that God will provide us everything that we need, we know that God will defend us against whatever comes our way. We live in a world of scarcity and every woman for herself, every man for himself, we live in a world where I'm like, let me take care of me. There's not gonna be enough. And if there is anything extra, I'll try to do some things for other people. Friends, we know God. And so we're people who are generous. The world's not a generous place. Not until they have some extra. So, oh, what a fragrance when we sacrifice in love and service of what we have for other people, for one another. We experience God that way. And the last one I thought of this week as I reflected on this is that we're at rest. What's this fragrance? We're also at rest. We're at rest and in peace. No matter how chaotic the world is, no matter how chaotic our circumstances are, because we know God, we know he's got this. Come on, that's a word for somebody in this room right now. Because we know God, we know he's got this. And it brings rest, Sabbath rest every day. Shalom, peace in the depths of our souls. That's what we possess in Christ if we allow the spirit to do its work in us. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My peace I give you. Not like the world gives, do I give you my peace. 
And then he said, you come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. Because we know him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. We're people at rest. This may be in these times we're living in. The thing that if you smell like rest everyone around you will know the presence of God and come to know him because this world is not at peace. This world does not know rest. So, oh, what a fragrance, church. In summary, he, he uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. That's what he does. That's how we can experience him. So there's lots of ways for you to apply this message, tons of ways. But we cannot escape this call on the body of Christ, God's people, to know him. The message is not, hey, now go smell like him. The message is, do you know him so you can love like crazy and be joyful and be generous and be at rest because then you will smell like a fragrant offering, not only to God, but something that attracts everyone to him and to a life with him. So you might feel like this message has been for you this morning because you know you stink. You know you stink. You stink to people. And you might stink to people because you have not been applying what you know to how you live with the world. So maybe try this this week. Just start with one person that you want that you want to know the fragrance of Christ, that you want to encourage somebody in your family, somebody in your circle of influence and think about how you could show them love, joy, generosity or rest. And just engage with what do I know about God that I can bring into this relationship? And practice being a fragrance to them. Or secondly, you might feel like this message is for you because you know you stink. But in hearing this, you know you stink because you don't know him. Or you don't know him very well anymore. You may have taken your foot off the pedal of pursuing the one thing of greatest importance that you are in a relationship with God, that you know God. And so you're no longer enamored with God's goodness. You're no longer attentive to the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. You're no longer longing to be his man or his woman aligned with his desires. You may feel in hearing this again that you realize you've forsaken your first love and you found your heart not inclined to offer him the worship and sacrifice and devotion of your true self. You're not offering him yourself as a fragrant, pleasing sacrifice. And so maybe try this this week. Maybe re-engage with God. Come to the worship event. Maybe try a fasting experience or a Sabbath experience to awaken in your soul a reminder of just how worthy he is 
of all of your praise and all of your worship and all of your devotion. In other words, start with making yourself a fragrant offering to the heart of God. Let's even start that in worship now as we respond. Let's stand and sing together.